Hello all, and welcome to GameCast, the official gaming discussion podcast of TSB Gamers. I'm your host, James Vincent, and I'll be taking you through this week's top gaming news stories. As always, I apologize for any mispronunciation of any individuals or companies mentioned. Kicking off, can a paid online-only game work in the modern free-to-play marketplace? That is the question posed by Sam Makovet of Ars Technica as Electronic Arts releases Rocket Arena, a paid online-only game. Yes, that is Rocket Arena, not Rocket League. Unlike the rocket-based cars that kick around a soccer ball, Rocket Arena utilizes rocket launchers as weapons in 3v3 battles. According to the article, no offline mode exists beyond practice mode. Want to take on an AI? Well, that is online as well. Sam goes on to rip into the game's UI as it looks straight out of Fortnite with other microtransaction options from new outfits, battle passes, and more. Had the UI been redesigned to reflect how the in-game economy works, EA might have left a different impression as stated in the article. The current review opinion of the game is mostly positive on Steam with Google audience reviews sitting at a 3.9 out of 5 stars. This definitely seems to be a love it or hate it game depending on what your game preference is is especially for those who may not have access to fast or high speed internet in order to play online only games now a lot of online only games have moved into the free to play realm but have included features that give people the impression of hey this is free to play but this is also pay to win such games like that include eve online and clash of clans where you pay money to get ahead or endure better features that may make you out to be a better player or help you in the competition in the long run microsoft held their xbox series x showcase on thursday july 23rd 2020 the showcase featured upcoming games like halo infinite hello neighbor 2 and state of decay 3 the demo for halo infinite featured master chief and a pilot crashing on a halo ring after being attacked by forces of the banished a splinter faction of the covenant that was featured in halo wars 2 led by the rogue brute atriox the apparent villain war chief eshram gives a speech at the end of the demo saying the following the unsc lost the war months ago you people are broken scattered hunted defeated by me. I wish I could tell you it was a bit difficult, but it wasn't. We are one step ahead always. The ring is already under our control, soon the auditorium as well. The Harbinger and the Banished share the same goal. We fight together to honor the will of Atriox. There appears to be no sign of the rampaging Cortana or heroic AIs. A number of fans are also calling for a battle royale mode to be introduced in Halo Infinite, with 110 nade shot implying the game will not succeed unless it is implemented to capture the new generation of players. It has already been released or stated that the graphics in the game was a simpler version, was not entirely rendered out, so hopefully that issue is already solved in that deal. But is BR or Battle Royale really needed to be successful? Well, that depends on what players you are targeting. Halo has a representation or at least a reputation for attracting players who enjoy the campaign storyline as well as later getting involved with the multiplayer aspects such as firefight mode. What I'm more interested in discussing about at this point, though, is who in the hell is the Harbinger? 
There's a couple of different theories that are going around, one of which is that it is possibly Cortana, and this is based on the fact that in Halo 5 there was an achievement where if you got Blue Team to Cortana without dying on Legendary Difficulty, you got the achievement called Harbinger. The next theory is that it has something to do with the Covenant battlecruiser that was commanded by the Minister of Inquisition, the ship named the Harbinger. Another theory that was presented to me by one of our community members here in TSB was actually that it's the Ring's monitor. We were first introduced to the monitors in Halo 1, meeting Guilty Spark 343, and it's, it's possible Harbinger could be the name for the monitor on this specific ring. However, with all those theories, it is entirely possible this is a wholly new enemy that has never been seen before, or it could be someone we have seen before who has earned the name Harbinger. The thing that confuses me personally is that they both fight for the will of Atriox, who stood against the Covenant to pretty much not be executed for not fighting the way that the Covenant wanted them to during the Human Covenant War. Before we move on to our final topic, we would like to invite you, the listener, to join the TSB Gamers community. TSB Gamers is a community by gamers for gamers on any system for any video game. We only ask that you are 18 years or older to join and accept our code of conduct. For more information and to join, please visit tsbgamers.org. That's tsbgamers.org. And our final topic for the night, IGN teased a video during their Comic-Con at-home online event for the return of the G4 network. G4 featured tech, gaming, and entertainment programming before being defunct in 2014. The minute and five second video released on IGN's Twitter shows a large warehouse with visible gaming gear and production equipment before focusing on an older TV playing Pong before the message incoming transmission echoes across the screen. The viewer is then taken through a wormhole-like transport before the new logo is featured and later the year 2021. The original G4's best show, Attack of the Show and X-Play, also posted the same video. Attack of the Show tweeted along with it, we never stopped playing. Suzanne Polo of Polygon.com speculates that G4 is making its return as part of Peacock, the streaming service launched by NBC Universal. Polo also makes note that they have reached out to the company for a comment, but has received no word at the time of this recording. Adam Selzer, former co-host of X-Play, reacted to the teaser trailer, saying he was surprised along with those who grew up with the show, according to NewsGeek's Philip Martinez. On Twitter, Selzer retweeted the announcement video with, Well, this is curious turn of events. Not exactly the most grammatical statement, but it is what he tweeted. Chris Gore of Film Threat also tweeted his reaction with, we could use some good news this year. Looking forward to this reboot. Additional information on the launch of G4 has not been provided, including how the network will make its comeback or specifically when in 2021. Now it seems that the network is being brought back thanks to the increase in popularity of video games as well as geek culture. We have seen a massive rise in not only cosplay, but also various nerd activities, especially that of Dungeons and Dragons, thanks to shows like Critical Role and famous actors, or at least widely known actors, such as Joe Maganello. The real question regarding the comeback of this network will be, is it going to be televised and or streamed? 
If it's part of Peacock, which is NBC Universal streaming network, it seems like it'll most likely be streamed, but it is more than possible that it could be on both platforms, although televised and cable networks are, of course, losing their popularity thanks to the variety as well as the flexibility of various streaming platforms. And that's where we'll wrap up for the day. Thanks for tuning in. If there's any gaming topic you would like us to talk about, be sure to reach out on Twitter at TSB underscore gamers or myself at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. That is at TSB underscore gamers or at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. You can also reach out to us on Discord using the TSB Gamecast text channel. Visit our website at TSBGamers.org to join. We'll see you next time. So long.